TK Kirkland show. Yeah. Wait. Don't let them play you. I'm trying to save you. If somebody use your time, make sure they pay you. Pay attention, really listen. I hope you understand. Execute your vision. Go and get it. Be a man. Save your money, motherfucker, for another day. We got the book and the album on the fucking way. This generation is full of hate. Always wearing what the next man making. They never want to see the next man making. 2018, let's have a gangster conversation. Like how to treat a woman. Take care of your kids. Gotta take responsibility for what you did. I do it to inspire. Take your mind a little higher. Like her name on the degree. Not her name on the flyer. Yeah, boss moves. We just doing what a boss do. We all now and we off you. It's true. The TK Kirkland Show. Look your ass up. TK Kirkland. Holy shit. Yeah, what you doing in bed this early? Oh, man. Tired, man. Man, how old are you? 37. Oh, yeah, you're supposed to be up, nigga. What you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Can you talk? Yeah, yeah, I, I, can't, I thought I was training for a second there, man. Yeah, I do make dreams come true, my nigga. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I hope I had to pinch myself, but I hope so. Yeah, I make dreams Man, you talking to me right there like you was my dad for a minute, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got that vibe, yo. A lot of dads out here to be my shit. Yeah. So what's going on with these topics? Oh, man, uh, a lot of stuff, man, though. You know, um, shoot, just to, 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 to start, um, I was, uh, working, uh, working my job and I, I work for Amazon. Right. And, um, I was driving a truck that, you know, we have from one distribution center to another. Right. And, uh, this car, this Uber driver made a left into my truck. And hit the, like, the, the, my driver's side in like the middle of the truck, caused me okay. to spin out and, uh, and, 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 and spin out the truck and got me hurt and stuff. So, okay. You know, at first I didn't go to the hospital or anything, but later on I went, went and got checked out and, you know, so we, I'm in the middle of that right okay. now. Um, and, uh, and, and, and you know everybody I'm talking to is like, man, you about to get paid, man. You about to get, mm-hmm. you about to get that. And, and I mean, I tell you, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, parts do hurt, right? And, and I'm trying to make sure that I'm, I'm going to get taken care of. But I got, I got two different lawyers now. I got one who is, uh, who is, who, who who's going to represent me for my workers' comp, and then one who's going to represent me for. Uh, for my pain and injury, you okay. know, and um, I am just trying to stay on top of them to make sure that they're doing what they're doing. I already went to uh, to a physical therapist. They got me seeing a chiropractor. Yeah, it takes about a year. How would this happen? Uh, this just happened recently, man. Yeah, like, don't, uh, don't, it's two weeks ago. Gonna yeah, you got about a year, maybe two years. The thing, even though you're hurt, yeah. You're injured. The thing that you want in life, you know, people have accidents, people injured, and what you're saying is part of life. That unfortunately, if something happens to you, yes, 
Do you want to take advantage of a certain situation? Yes. Deep down inside, do you want to know but the opportunity that you're doing, right? Right. So you got to take advantage of it. This is what I call getting your piece of the hustle out of life. And, 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 and T.K., man, I, I can't even believe that I'm talking to the man with the plant because you don't understand how my life has gone, man. I was um, I got a roller coaster ride. I could probably write a book, um, you know, because I, I got so much in common with you. You know, yes. I've been a hustler all my life, man. I um, I I I, I worked my way up to to college. Yes, you know, I didn't graduate, but I had worked my way into a job on Wall Street, man. I worked for Morgan Stanley, Merrill Lynch, and, um, man. Now, what year did you work for Morgan Stanley? How many years? Ooh, um, I worked for Morgan Stanley for about two years. Okay, there was a girl that I used to, well, we were about to start dating. Uh-huh. Now, she died in the World Trade Center in New York. Wow. Ah, uh, she was fine as hell, my nigga. Yeah, I, I worked up there for about a year, um, right there in Times Square. Yes, man, and uh, I was an intern up there. That's okay, how I got the job, and I mean, I hustled. I, I used to work in the mailroom, right? And uh, one day, it's just a quick story. One okay, day, yeah, yeah. Uh, one day, uh, the manager, he looked like this guy Gordon Gecko, man. He had the slick back hair. He was like. Man, where's your uh, where's your suit jacket at? So I just had on my my dress shirt. Right. And I said, let me go grab it real quick. He's I need you to go interview with this this power group upstairs because I've been telling them I, I'm gonna get them an intern, but I ain't been looking. So I just need right. you to go up there. He's like, you're not gonna get the job. I just need you to go up there. So I go up there. White dude, everybody hates him. Sit down. Start talking. He said, where'd you go to school? He said, I went to University of Maryland. He said, oh, I went there too. So I went, we started talking. He said, by, by the way, you, do you want the job? I said, yeah, why not? Uh-huh. I go downstairs and I tell uh, Mr. Gecko, I mean, this guy is a legend in the business. Right. I said, uh, hey, man, uh, just to let you know I got the job. I won't be coming back down in the middle. <laughs> he was shocked. So wow. uh, I, I work for this team, man, that uh, were legends in the game for a couple of years until I left there and went right. to work, work for, Merrill, for Merrill Lynch. And uh, I worked for Merrill Lynch for a little while until uh, until a couple years years ago, man. I kind of I kind of got into it with a with a female up there, and you know she ended up getting fired. But okay, when you say got into it, what happened? Um, so basically, nothing, nothing serious. Like, we, uh, we kind of bumped heads. So they, they put us in the same division and, uh, put me in a bank. And, um, she was the manager of this bank. Okay. And she, you know, she was like a terrorist at that bank. Like, I mean, all the employees were scared of her. Wow. And, um, but, but they put me in there too because I was, uh, I was a financial advisor. Right. Um, from Merrill Lynch, and they were just—they had just started a program where they was putting financial advisors in the bank, and um, so 
So we, she, when I got there, she was trying to, like, boss me around. Like, she ran me, and she wasn't my my supervisor, but she supervised everybody else. I mean, she, I, and I used to see different employees, like, they would be, she put had employees in tears, like, girl, little girls in tears. So, um, you know, I, I, I reported, uh, I didn't report, but I, I told my manager, like, what was going on, so her manager and, and my manager had a meeting, and she ended up getting fired. But what I didn't know was her her husband, or the her, yeah, her her husband was like on top of my manager. So when I got I got in trouble for doing something stupid, which was they had uh, charged my uh, my my checking account for like thirty five dollars for like a uh-huh. fee, and I reversed the fee. Right. And they, I wasn't supposed to do that. I was Why? supposed to call like the customer, the the employee hotline, and get it done. And man, they fired me, man, just like that. And but why wasn't fired, you supposed to cancel the thirty five? I'm confused. I, I it's like you're not supposed to access the computer yourself and do it. Um, you're supposed to call, or I could have had another employee there do it. Or I could have had our employee hotline do it because they did it before. But they said, and I mean, they made it seem like I was a criminal. They was like employee access, um, employer, uh, um, computer system to reverse the scene. But the, the worst part is this, is that because I was a financial advisor. Right. I have what's called a, uh, uh, you have to, you have, uh, anytime you get fired, it goes on your record. Mm-hmm. It's like a stain. It's called, um, a disclosure. Right. Okay. And, it, it, and, and you have to register that with an organization called FINRA through the SEC. Damn. And, right. And it's, it's very difficult to get another job in the industry with something like that because when you do, your new employer has to file paperwork and they just don't want to do it. Okay. Right? They, they'll rather just hire anybody off the street even though I've got, you know, 10 years of experience. they they rather just hire somebody who doesn't have that so they don't have to go through it. So, I got screwed, man. I really do because most people who get something on their record is because they try to swindle somebody or they try right. to, I got some bullshit. And I mean, you know, I was, uh, man, I was, uh, you know, 30 years old making $140,000 a year, company credit card trips, um, uh, employee, uh, um, you know, expense account. I was taking people out to dinner and just writing shit. I was living a good life, man. I was, man, I was, I was, man, I was one of the. I mean, really, I was a very big influencer, and in, you know, I'm from DC. I was. Uh, they used to call me Mr. K Street, the Emperor, the, the Earl of um, L Street. Right. I, I was really in the mix and really doing a really big thing, and I mean, I had access to the mayor's office, man. I was. Uh, I was hanging out with lobbyists and. When that happened, man, I ain't gonna lie, man, I I, I was embarrassed. 
For thirty-five dollars, my nigga. For thirty-five, and I mean, I'm, it's still something that um, I, I'm gonna try to pursue through the court system because that's the only way you can do it. But it's so it's so hard to uh, one find an attorney who's willing to take the case, and and this case is not like my personal injury case where um they can wait to get paid. I gotta pay an attorney for this. It's, a, it's an SEC um, uh, securities securities um, attorney that I would have to uh, find. And like I said, they're they're used to fighting bigger bigger um, issues, but they get paid. You know what I mean? And you got to come up front out your pocket. So um, how much you got in your pocket to pay somebody? Like, say, how much that type of company cost? Um, so I researched it, man. Um, I don't know, man, like five to ten thousand dollars. How much you, if I got your attorney tomorrow, uh-huh. can you give him a couple thousand till you close your deal? No. So you, you're so financially you broke? Yeah. All right, because I got an attorney and he's in DC. Uh huh. He's in DC and he's bad. I yeah. just wanted to make sure we could get him something. Like, he'll do it for me. Well, you could get the nigga $1,000. Right. Let's, see, let's let's call the nigga on the phone. His name is Alani. Let's see if we could get him on the phone. Yo, it's your favorite client. Peace to the motherfucking cat. Listen, I'm doing my podcast right now. Um, I'm having a client for you. I think that you'll be interested in this case. Give me a call. At the, just call my cell phone. And I'll pass you in if you get this message right now. I think you'll be interested in this. All right. Hold on. Okay. Hopefully he'll call back. Right. Because it's late over there. You young kids be going. You young kids be going to bed so early and shit. But I can't lie, yo. I I I had to lay down for a couple hours anyway. But I've been up since 4 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. I got to be 4 a.m. And on my bed, I had to do with my attorneys and yeah, some stuff around the city. Right, right. You know, this type of stuff, you know, I had to rest my body up extra week before I start working out again tomorrow because I go hard in the gym. Hey, man, I, trust me, man, I listen to the show, and um, I've been uh, I've been on, ever since you had the show, I've been on it, um, had the podcast, I've been on it and uh, trying to take your advice, and uh, I've been in the gym because, you know, I, I had gotten kind of doughy. Working right. a job, man. I'm telling you, man. I was living the life of uh, free, free lunches every day. I mean, people right. taking you out, man, I, and uh, drinking a lot and just hanging out on all the spots, man. I, I might even know your lawyer friend there. I, I knew a lot of attorneys. And, yeah, his name is Jelani. That's his name. His name okay. is Jelani. Yeah, all right. um, very ambitious guy. Okay. Doing his thing. You know, right. I hire him on a couple projects like for Showtime and. Um, HBO, right. but okay. he um, um, speaks like nine different languages. It's a bad boy. A bad dude. Yeah, yeah, a bad dude. But I'm coming to your area. You're in Maryland, right? Yeah, I live right outside Washington D.C. Okay, I'm doing um, what's that theater in D.C.? The big one. Um, the Warner Theater. No, not that one. Is it uh, the Constitution Hall? Constitution Hall. I'm okay. doing that the first week of November because my comedy album 
Gangster Conversation, my book, Gangster Conversation, and my special drops October 26th. And I have my um, album release party at Caroline's with the Breakfast Club uh, right. the 26th to 27th in New York. But then the following week, um, I know we got three dates. It should be going up um, real soon. We're um, probably after the summer. We'll have the dates up. Um, okay. It'll be that, you know, the TK Kirkland who raised because I didn't really still want to do who raised you anymore because my book was supposed to be called Who Raised You. But right. all the things that's happening in my career is falling in my lap organically. So even though I'm dropping the special Who Raised You October 26th, I'm really on some new material, which is Gangsta Conversation. Okay. Gangsta hey, Conversation is the new shit that the new shit. I'm getting the new ready brand. to Oh, that Gangsta Conversation album is going to be Gangsta, yo. I did the um, remake of Orange Juice Jones Walking in the Rain. Orange Juice Jones Walking in the Rain. I know you Walking in the Rain. <laughs> nah, I don't know that one. Yo, when you get a chance, Google, go on YouTube or listen to the song because that's what I did on this particular album. When I say smooth, it's some real shit. It's really going to change the game. <laughs> you know, because that, see, I got my own lane to stand up, you know. And when I mean my own lane is I'm not trying hey, to be a rapper. Trust I'm not me, trying to be I know R&B. you. I know you. I know you. And I know comedians. I know plenty. I mean, me personally, I, I I I thought I could. It's something that I could do, and it's still something I want to do. I've been uh-huh. to Comic Strip Live. Uh, my cousin performed there, I, and um, I went to. I've been to Carolina. I used to live in Brooklyn, um, I, and I studied comedians um, from from Richard Pryor to uh, what's my man's name? Is white the white to George Carlin? Yeah, George Carlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, you know, when I when I drive, I just put the station on uh, the comedian station, like the Richard Pryor station. I hear all right. the comedians. Now, have you listened to Neil. Kevin Hart? You listen to Kevin Hart station? Not all the time, and I do agree with you. He he's not even. Um, he's well, no, not no, no. even. That's not what I mean. He has a station that the Jimmy Fox used to have. The Foxhole. The Foxhole. I used to listen to the Foxhole. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know that uh, he took that over. Yeah, I didn't even know they could do that. I mean, that's awesome. So what yeah, I'm thinking is, um, do your own thing. No, no, no. What I was gonna say is they playing the hell out of my Raised You comedy album on that show. Oh, I already listened to that um, multiple times on Spotify. Yeah, that's the fire, yo. It is fire, man. Yeah, that's the fire from beginning to end. Nah, <laughs> I, yo. I took it in the ass on that one. That's dang. <laughs> That's but yeah, I, I listen to that. I, I probably, I, I mean, my favorite, one of my favorite um, comedians of all time is probably somebody that you influenced was uh, it's Patrice O'Neill. Yeah, even though I never, it's crazy, I never met Patrice. I think, but I can hear like your influence in his comedy. Yes, yes, yes. Just because the way I, mm-hmm. he delivers. You know what I mean? See, because I came up with this particular style in 1985. Like, this style of comedy is really a spinoff of N.W.A. Really? When I started with Easy, you know, they was really influenced of me because Mm -hmm. they was talking that real shit. Right. So I just took that real attitude and put them out. So all these comedians now that you see, 
that's right. doing stand up that got the swag and the confidence. They'll they'll admit that like DJ Davis, Corey Hoken, they'll hey, they got it from TK Kirkland, it's cool. My goal now is because social media changed the game for me. I right. was happy with the way my career was going because I'm what you call a off the radar success. My street mind, where I think I really didn't like the limelight and get the attention that people were getting because I had one foot in the streets and one foot in the in Hollywood. Right. And you can't do both. So during right. these years that was going on, there's a thing that happened called the tech industry. The tech industry created social media. Social media created podcasts and all these other types of things, right? Mm-hmm. That it broke down the wall for individual entrepreneurs, or bosses like myself, Hustle. who don't have to hustlers, who don't right. have to go through a middleman no more. So right. now with the Netflix deal, Amazon, all these other things I got going on, right? I don't need nobody. Right. I'm my own boss. Exactly. And, and I'll tell you something that I, I like about you is that, I mean, your career has been so long that I think most comedians who probably came in the game with you not even around no more or tailing off and you picking up steam. Right. And, 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 and it's all God's plan. Yeah. <laughs> it's all God's plan. You know, and I'm not a religious buff. Right. I believe in certain things. And what I would sure. call this, and I tell everybody this, is a thing called telethon. And it means progress intelligently planned. Man, so, I've never heard that one, but I, Yeah, I, I, that's I, what it means. <laughs> so telethon is progress. Now, it took a minute. Uh huh. But I got what I wanted, and that was to be my own man. Right. If I'm going to put people on, I'm going to put people on. Like in your situation, um, with this, um, with the attorney thing, I know we can get the ball started on that. I know that I can get you back to where you want to be. I know it's for fact I could do it. Okay. Like it ain't even a question. That's like, if you've been listening to my show, you see how I'm always able to call people and change right. their life. Right. Like that. No, I, that's, that's why. That's why I, I tell you. Wait, wait, wait. When I say change people's life, this is the motherfucker right now, the attorney. Hold on, hold on. This is perfect. Hold on. Jelani. Hey, good evening. How's it going? Doing fine, yeah, man. Would you sleep? Nah, I'm awake. You you working? Yeah, I am actually. I'm in LA right now, going to another meeting. Okay, cause you got you got a few minutes. I got one. I got you on my podcast. I think I have an interesting job for you. I'm dealing with this gentleman out of um, Maryland. Um, what's your name, fam? Uh, Peter. His name is Peter. Peter had a situation with Morgan Stanley. Um, he had an SEC-type violation for something like $35, yo, that they terminated him a few years ago. He's making $147,000 a year. And when he told me what area he was in and what he needed, I said, yo, I got the motherfucking attorney for you, and I know it. So, Peter, tell, explain to him what is your situation, and then, Jelani, you tell me, him, and the thousands of people listening around the world what you could do. Well, tell him, go ahead, Pete. Well, Jelani, um, 
if you're familiar with um, FINRA rules and FINRA laws, it's called a U4 disclosure on my um, on my uh, on my CRD card. And um, so what that is, is is something that is very detrimental for me to find another job in the securities industry. Um, when companies ask, if, do I have any disclosures, I have to disclose that at that time. It's something very small. And what I was, what, what I've been looking for is attorneys that can represent me in that particular case. And what I found is that attorneys are only looking for those high, um, profit or high, um, uh, value cases. And my case is not necessarily one of the cases that comes up a lot or that attorneys have a lot of experience with, which is why I haven't hired representation. Um, and in, in D.C. in particular, it's kind of hard for me to find lawyers who deal with um, FINRA um, disclosures um, or securities lawyers that will, will take on a case like that. So I, I kind of just want to speak to attorney and, and kind of get some get some direction. Jelani, are you listening? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we couldn't hear you at first because he was talking and you wasn't responding. And I'm like, I know you're dead damn quiet. I have my phone on mute since you are uh, speaking on speakerphone. I didn't want to have any feedback. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. So I hear what you're saying. It sounds like you are trying to bring forward a case for a retaliation firing. Now, in this particular situation, there are a number of factors which come to head and are um, definitely going to be determinative on whether or not you'll be able to sustain a claim for that purpose. Now, uh, without us having a written retainer agreement, I wouldn't be able to give you direct advice, especially over the phone without us having a real talk and coming to an agreement say about fiduciary and ethical duties would be taken care of. But in a general sense, I can tell you that employment law does depend heavily on the type of evidences you can prove especially for a retaliation firing or a discrimination case. So in that in that sense, you're going to need to be able to get something in writing that's evidencing that there's some type of prejudice being applied to you or that you're fired for the specific reason which you're citing as the source of the retaliation. Okay. Um, well, well, there are two things because th- there's one thing about disputing the firing, but there's also the case of, you know, at the end of the day, if I could just get the uh, disclosure erased off of my FINRA record so that when I do go to apply for other jobs, I don't have to um, admit to that and they don't have to make a record of that. That's another um, – that's another um, – that, that, that is probably what I would – I think I have the, the, the most um, – the most feelings about trying to dispute is the FINRA disclosure because one, no, no client was involved. And then two, there was no, um, I, I, I didn't take any money from anyone. So that's what I would like, I want to dispute. Um, but if you could point me in the direction of a proper, um, attorney that could, that handles this type of, of case, not just employment, I guess employment law is one aspect of it, but I think that the other aspect of it is understanding um, FINRA rules and FINRA laws. Um, he can handle it. He's only yeah. on the phone. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
can you tell me what the underlying circumstance was that caused you to get this uh, demerit on your profile, on, on your FINRA profile? I'm not certain what happened. I know that you said there was a sum of $35. Right. I mean, the, the, the underlying fact was that, um, I mean, I, I I probably don't like to admit this, but there was a, a female that I, I, I was working with at the time who was, um, so basically I was working, I was actually working at Merrill Lynch at the time. Merrill Lynch had just started a new program where they put financial advisors into banking centers. And when I got into the banking center um, environment from a corporate environment, um, the, the manager thought that she was my boss. Um, she was never my boss. I never reported to her. And I kind of was in her element and the element she controlled. We had butted heads several times, um, mainly because of the way that she treated her other employees, um, the way she tried to treat me, and the way that she interacted with some customers. So we had several meetings of which um, my manager would come in, her manager would come in from different districts and had to mediate um, between us. Uh, she was actually fired first, um, and then later on, um, I, I I didn't think of it at the time, but I really think it was kind of a retaliation. I was fired later, and then come to find out her husband um, was uh, uh, a manager in the banking center, uh, not in the bank, but in the banking on the banking side, and uh, I, I think that that was heavily influenced in deciding for me to get terminated for um, a thirty-five dollar fee. When I mean, I, I managed a lot of, I mean, a lot of. Now, Pete, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry, oh, yeah. Pete, to cut you off. Explain to him because you're going down, you're going around the block. So I want you to go right through the front door. Tell uh, him. That you did a transaction that you oh, were supposed I'm to sorry. transfer to thirty five dollars. So yeah, so so I, I was looking at my my checking account one day, and there was a fee for um, uh, an inquiry fee, and it wasn't something that I did. Um, it was like fraud on my account, and it charged me thirty five dollars. So I went in the system and reversed the fee, and that's how I was. That was what determined whether I was terminated or not. And it wasn't until two months later that they came to me and said, is this something that you did? And I said, yes. And they, they, they their, their um, side of the story was that um, the way that it's, termed, it, it's written on my disclosure is that the employee used uh, company systems to uh, reverse a fee. And you know, for someone in my position as a financial advisor, as someone who has uh, uh, who has to report to the SEC, who is uh, who also is a member of Finra, whenever you're terminated, it's 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 a stain on your record, and it's it it doesn't go away. It just it stays there, and it makes it very difficult for you to find other employment. Um, and, and not only that, but I, I, I and and I got a job after that with another bank, and they found out, and then they let me go just because I had that disclosure, and it's been very extremely difficult. So, Jelani, what do you suggest in a situation like this? Well, in a situation like this, it is very true that in the financial world and in many different uh, professions, anything like a disclosure or conviction is based on uh, financial honesty in a fiduciary position, 
would definitely be detrimental to your ability to gain future employment or to get into certain types of business, even with loans. But our issue here, again, like I said, is trying to find them in the wrong somehow. So if we do have any evidence of them singling you out for something that you are not wrong to do or something that is a circumstance of the proceedings between you and the other manager that you were that you had issues with, that might be an in a avenue for you to find some recourse and try to work with them in order to come to some type of settlement or conclusion. It is possible that you could speak with them through an attorney and potentially get them to alter your FINRA record and remove right. that disclosure. Now that that really comes down to having representation on your side and someone who's willing to fight as your advocate no matter what and really go to a match for you. So that's really the distinction between uh many attorneys and, you know, some of the guys that really are willing to, to work hard and go the extra mile. Right, and and I and I I think I I think that's great information, and and that's something that I I, I pursued well to to a certain extent. It's it's different, I, and um, I mean, going against large corporations like that, you know, they have unlimited resources. They can take me, you know, they can just uh, postpone it for years, and you know, take me to the cleaners, and it's just a drop in the bucket for them. They have lawyers on retainer. That are you know uh, Wall Street attorneys who who um, who, who are who, who are who, who are you know pit bulls you know what I mean you understand that right yes I do so um, let me ask you a question is this worth it then because we're dealing with a very very organized and very powerful situation so Emani from your professionalism does does he fight this or is this just someone in reality. He has to play. He has to play the hand that he's dealt and deal with. Well, I fought the big guys from the beginning of my career, and that's something I continue to do. And I mm-hmm. oftentimes represent the little guy. That being said, you know it's really just about how much you value this. You know, I know that you're in the financial sector, and it sounds like you want to remain there. It may be the only thing that you're able to do, and if so, you got to take it to the fullest, the furthest extent that you can. You know, at least to the point that, at least to the point where it begins to become detrimental to you and push you further back. So I would say that it's worthwhile to invest into retaining an attorney and to pursue trying to get this from your from your uh, profile, and you know, really just go as far as you can with it okay. because it's good impediment to you unless you, and you know, if, if this doesn't work out, you have to just get more creative and be strategic find ways to insert yourself into the financial culture, insert yourself into business at a higher level and brand yourself so that you can create leverage in the markets that you want to be in. And at that point, they won't be able to avoid you anyway. So there's right. many ways to that. But, you know, just as speaking towards your initial question and to the former topic, I do think that it is a worthwhile endeavor to the extent that this is your main thing and it's your, your practice, you know. You have to stay on top of it and you have to stay in it. Right. No, I I, I totally agree. It, it is something that I'm passionate about. Um, it is something that I mean I've, I've that I've been in and I've invested time and effort in um, emotionally, um, and, and it's something that I really am passionate about. So, uh, it one it was difficult to to stop working, but I I mean and and I, it's something that I want to pursue. I've also, you know, because of 
Mr. Kirkland here. I, I, I have, I, I think I found a way to work around it through um, the IT side. So I'm trying to pick up some skills there where I can re-enter um, the financial business. But instead of being an advisor, kind of using um, my financial background with a new IT background, kind of creating a new lane for myself um, um, is, is something that I'm trying to do to kind of work around this issue. It, it's not easy, but it's something that I, I'm, I'm trying to do and um, move forward with. So that's that's one avenue that I'm, I'm going down, but I definitely want to go back and try to rectify uh, what happened. So what we do then is, Jelani, I'm going to give her your phone number. You guys stay in touch. See what y'all can put together over the next few months, or it might take a fucking couple of years with Morgan Stanley. And um, we can rock. So I'll give her your number um, later, Jelani, and I hope things as well. Call me tomorrow so we can chop it up. That sounds good. Thank okay, you for your Please stay on the phone. Okay, love okay. you, yeah, I know a little bit of everybody. I mean, <laughs> trust me, when I woke up this morning, I wasn't expecting to speak to uh, T to the motherfucking K. But I, when I listen and I, I hear you helping guys out, man, uh, it makes me feel good. I, I never thought it would be me, but I said, man, I don't know. I feel like I'm getting taken advantage of. Let me call my man. Who got yeah, $35, yo. <laughs> but you know, I thank God. Yeah. I never really had a job. Yeah. Well, yeah. I would I would have knocked motherfuckers off. <laughs> because so everybody is so fucking petty, yo. It's petty, man. And I think that's what it boils down to. I think that's what it boils down to. It was so what happened was, you know, it was uh it was like a culture shock because I was coming from the corporate side, and she was. They were coming from the banking side. It was. It, it was right around. It was after the uh, financial crisis, and yes. Merrill Lynch actually got bought up by Bank of America. So I was with Merrill Lynch and Bank of Merrill Lynch employees and Bank of America employees never got along. Okay, and what? Even that's petty. Yeah, yeah, that's petty because. You know, a lot of their, a lot of the Bank of America advisors got fired, and they just hired all Merrill Lynch advisors. So they had like a bitterness towards us, and they looked at us, you know, differently. It, it's just right. the way it was. So I mean, when I when I when they put me in the bank, it they did not like that. They did not like me there. So I think that had a lot to do with it as well. So it's 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 real petty. Um, but the, but the thing about it is is that I mean it's very difficult to to deal with as well you know and I mean I still get um, I still get like recruiters who see my resume and see my background see what I've done and they offer me jobs for I mean I could show you a, a email I got from a recruiter trying to hire me you know for a hundred and sixty thousand dollar job and then the moment I let them know what happened. They changed their mind. And it's and that's your question. So here's the thing I'm hearing. Yeah. Let me say something to you, yo. Uh huh. Sometimes you gotta lie, my nigga. My nigga, I did one time. No, you right. gotta keep lying because you have a nice personality. <laughs> I'm a salesman, bro. Yeah, I'm you telling you, nice, you, man. Let me I, get this I, I, out. 
I got you. You gotta lie. Sometimes you gotta tell the white lie. Right. A conference go. I know everybody wanna be honest. I know a lot of people listening. But the world is just not fucking fair like that. It's not. You gotta, you gotta know, not, you know, when you use the word manipulate, it's such a hard word when people listen. Like, oh, he's a manipulate. No. Sometimes in life, you gotta do what's best for you to fucking win because the world is not fair. And I never, I never always thought like that, but the more, the older you get, the more you realize that that's how the world is. And you have to yes. put yourself Not up. all the time. You just got to right. know when. It's like chess. You got to know when to make that move. And when right. I my point is this. Keep lying. Right. Get hired. Somebody's right. going to like you so much. They're going to say, yo, I'm going to help you fight this because right. I love your work. If you was white, my nigga. Right. Trust, trust me. me. <laughs> if you was white. Somebody would clean that shit right off immediately. <laughs> oh, man. It, it would have never gone that far. It would have never gone that far. So my point is, play the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, read reverse it and use psychology. Reverse right. psychology is, I'm going to keep lying and keep getting in here, still be the gentleman that I am. Right. And win. That's what it's about at the end of the day, man. I'm trying to win. Man, let me tell you something, dog. If I had to be honest on all the shit that I've accomplished in life, <laughs> you wouldn't have gotten this far. Man, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> and remember, some of the greatest people in the world was unbelievable. The Rockefellers, the Kennedys, they they ancestors. They didn't fly the straight. They didn't fly straight all the time. They that's ended up straight. Right. Yeah, that's straight, but they didn't fly straight to get there. Even even Trump. Right. But he at the top. And that's what I'm trying to say, yo. Even Trump, whether the Russians or whatever he did, it wasn't fair, but the nigga in office. And he got money in his pocket. Yep. He in office, yo. <laughs> and the way that at the snail pace they going, this nigga might get, get convicted two weeks before he's about to get out of office. <laughs> the way they fucking going. By the time they figure everything out. Man, you know. I ain't never seen a motherfucking indictment this damn small in my life. <laughs> I mean, we talk about over the years, and you you acting like Donald Trump is a drug dealer. And that's right. You already know what it is. You already got the case. You got four people that are state evidence against the motherfucker. Yeah. Still can't stash this motherfucker out of office? He look like the Teflon Don, man. He do look like John Gotti. <laughs> and can't nobody hold a job with that. That nigga really think he on reality TV. <laughs> he really think he on the prison. He fired everybody. Nigga, he just done fired. I think he got 100 people on his staff. Oh, I think he on fired 97 people. <laughs> Only three people are there. From the first time, that's his daughter, her husband, and some other motherfucker. Right. And, he, and his wife don't like the nigga. She just puts her on the front. You know, I think I that's something that people don't even look here. at. They, I, they, that's something they don't really pick up Yo. on. But you can look at her face and just tell. Yeah, I guarantee you. That, I guarantee she ain't. He ain't fucked her in years. I bet you right now we was at a dinner. 
Right. And I had a tux on. I bitches like that. And I happened just to <laughs> she press the bar and start hitting it while she got a drink. <laughs> she couldn't wait to leave. I huh? shit in her ear. You know, like, <laughs> what you doing after this? Can you get away? Yeah, you know, like, 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 and she, this is not what she signed up for. You can't look at her. This is what face. I call your soul to the wrong motherfucker. Wow. She sold her soul. And there's yeah. so many women in the world who go for power sometimes, mm-hmm. but the man is an asshole. Mm-hmm. And they don't get treated right. Mm-hmm. And she has not been treated right. She got a, I bet that bitch ain't come in years. <laughs> I can look at you know I mean you know, I'm an OG. I can look at and see that bitch ain't had a, a good fuck where she got passion marks on her neck. Her, her right, one she can't find one of her eyelashes. Right, you know she, 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 I bet she you know, when she be coming off the plane, I'll be I'll be fucking that bitch on the helicopter. That way we walk you know we get off the plane and be coming down the steps like her skirt will be like crooked. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Her hair, her, 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 her half a penny will be out. They will like, her mascara will be running. Right. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do on the, on, on the presidential plane. Man, <laughs> what the fuck, y'all? I don't mean, I'll be running the country and everybody's happy. Mr. President, Mr. President, be happy. Yeah, I'm be happy. I'm very relaxed right now. All niggas know I'm saying I'm very relaxed. <laughs> Oh, very relaxed man. right now. I feel good. Yeah. But, um, I guarantee you. I guarantee you. If you had this conversation in front of her, she would be shocked. That oh, absolutely. I can't believe he knows exactly what's going on. I know exactly what's going on. But it's yeah. written on her face, man. You can right. Tell she's not happy, man. Yeah, and he's an ass. You know, when you hate somebody so bad, you won't even. I bet you a million dollars, right? When they lay in the bed. That bitch sleeps on the edge of the bed. Damn. Hey, that's why you teach to the K, man. You know. You know. <laughs> they sleep on the edge of the she fucking bed. Right. And you probably, probably got a side dude, man. Right. No, no, she ain't got a side dude. Too many of secret service. Uh, yeah, see, she, she, no, she can't do that. But see, I know Trump a bitch-ass nigga, right? right? I know she did give somebody else some pussy. This yeah. nigga want to start a war. <laughs> you know, so he got that finger out. You can't believe. I can't believe that you would <laughs> fuck another official. I am, I am truly the best that you ever had. This is, our, this is a, this is, you never had dick this good. Um, yeah. This is kind of shit that he would do. Meanwhile, she's fucking the uh, prime minister of uh, London, and now he wants right. to talk some shit over there. Are you getting a pen and piece of paper, too, before I'm going to give you an attorney? <laughs> uh, hang on one second. Let me uh, let me grab something. Um, 
He a bad boy. You see, he knew exactly what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, and and that's 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 a, that's really good. Most a lot of attorneys do one thing. It sounds like he knows a lot about all different types of law. You know. Yeah, he a bad boy, yo. Uh, hang on one second. Let me uh, grab something here. And uh, I appreciate your help with everything. Oh, you know, I called you for the because I'm I'm trying to finesse this uh, insurance company still too. And I want to make sure that I get that. Maybe that's something Jelani can help me with as well. Yeah. Because uh, I'm working with, uh, you know, I love my black people. I didn't find a, a black attorney. I found a Jew attorney. And they seem like they know what they're doing, but. Mm-hmm. Well, he's I, black. Okay, that's good. Yeah, Jelani's black. <laughs> all right. And okay. to all my fans out there listening, unless you got a, a true legal problem, don't y'all dial that number because he'll hang up on your ass. <laughs> I like to do shit on the air so people know that uh, I'm official and that I, 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 I'm not lying about what I do. You feel me? Right. You know, I normally don't give a fuck. I just said that's how I, I feel today. I want to make sure that people know I'm solid. That's all. Absolutely, man. I appreciate your help, man. And I, there was one more thing I wanted to ask you. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you know. I, I picked up on a lot of different things, and uh, I have a lot of try to have a lot of things going on. I, I have uh, a couple of people who I'm working with who are in the music industry here right. locally, uh-huh. and um, they always they always say, you know, uh, man, can you represent me? Can you help me get in the industry? You know, uh, and I have a guy who's really good who makes beats, and I was wondering. I know your son works for the. For a record label, is that right. somebody that you can connect me with just to make that introduction? That would, uh, well, let me tell you how I do in the, let me tell you how I do in the music thing. In the music thing, I get so many people come at me and I pretty much don't try to bother my son, uh huh, with too much is because it's so um, much going at him. It's not, it's not that, it's that I just, when I bring something, he really gets on it and I truly find most people are not that talented. So what right. I can what I can do is you can send me something to my email, and then we'll take it from there. And just remember, give me a minute to get back to you because I'm, I'm working on my book now. I'm working on my special. Um, you got and, a lot going on. And my album. Well, I just finished the album part. And um, and you're torn. Well, it's it's torn for people who only go on the road once in a while. I work. I've been doing this since 1985. <laughs> 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 yeah, touring is for people who go out once in a while, home most of the time, and they go on the road for like six, nine, fifteen weeks. Yeah. I've been on. It was tour. It was tour for me um, in 1985. It became work in 1988 when I was on tour with NWA, and I've been working ever since. Wow. Yeah, I've been working wow. ever since. So. And, and you didn't even plan on being a comedian. You just, you just started yeah. doing it. Yep, it's just something. It, it, it was a freak accident that happened with me, Eddie Murphy, and Charlie Murphy. That situation, for some reason, led me into stand up, and I, I have I've never looked back since. That's how you know it's your destiny. Yeah, I never looked back since. So now I'm glad that all the things that has happened to me in my life, I um, am able to make phone calls like to Jelani. I'm able to um, change people's lives. I'm able to um, still do my stand-up and still be a solid guy um, one week at a time with the T.K. Kirkland podcast. 
Um, looking forward to the album. Looking forward to the book. Looking forward to um, my special coming out. Just to um, show the world what type of comedian I am. And that's all I need to be said. And then let everything else speak for itself. That's it, man. That's all that's I can great. do. I'm looking forward to the book. Uh, I, I think you got a lot of great information for for for, for, for everybody, really, for, for men and women. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a how-to type book because everybody here is just winging it. Yeah. And don't have a plan. And yep. what I want to do is give people not no, like I said in other interviews, no biblical shit from the Bible. Right. I ain't going to say put God first and all that. Right. I'm going to tell your ass the true motherfucking facts in life. Get up off your ass and get to work. Right. And if you listen to me, you will get pretty much almost what the fuck you want if you listen. And understand, it's not a sprint. Some people, it's going to be a sprint. Some people, somehow, some way were in life, success just falls on a motherfucking lap. Then there's some people in life that got to jump through hoops and different things to get the achievement. And some people in life that it takes a lifetime, maybe, to get. With me, it took a lifetime. But with the lifetime in my world, it was worth every second of that effort. And that was the beauty of it. And then what people got to understand, everybody can't make it. <laughs> it's true, yo. Everybody can't make it. Everybody can't get on the party bus, man. Yeah, everybody can't make it, but you can try. <laughs> and understand if you can't make it, you still play the hand that you dealt, but right. you don't lose. You don't give up. You don't quit. You'll say, oh, I'm never going to be nothing. No. Success is you get 365 tries a year. Damn. You get 365. That's crazy, yeah. See, people look at those days differently. I look at it, you got 365 chances to a year. To make it. To try to do what you need to do. Three things is better than one. It's better than five. <laughs> <laughs> it's yep. 365. And, you know, you hear people say, oh, you know, life is too short. Now, you 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 just buried yourself. Right. I don't never say that. Life is long. <laughs> life is long, yo. Fuck that. I ain't saying shit about life is short. I ain't trying to leave this shit. Life is long. Right, you got 365. Right. Three, yeah. You got 365 tries a year. That's it. That's it, yep. That's what Pete. Stay in touch, my man. To the people around the world. Everybody listening, you listen to T to the motherfucker K, my man Pete, on his episode, and hopefully we can change his life as well, too. So until we meet again, make sure y'all follow me on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland. Put the word out. Tell everybody around the world. Follow me. Make sure that you um, listen to the podcast, listen to the shows that I got coming up. And on that note, may you paint me champagne. Pete, take care of yourself. Make sure you call the attorney tomorrow, too. Definitely do that, man. Thank you, sir. God Peace. bless family. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.